0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Be Boulder. This week, I am joined by one of my teammates in my legal profession, Jake Denham, or that Jake Denham. And so, uh, <laughs> I will turn it over quickly to Jake to have him introduce himself. And uh, I do think you know it's important that you all listen in on not just his professional background and what he's achieved to date, but also his personal background. And we're going to talk about how that relates to. Wellness, because uh, you know, if we're not performing at our best, whatever that means for us, it's really, really challenging for us to produce our best. So, Jake, thank you for joining us and please tell us all about you and your background.
1: Yes, uh, thanks for having me, Lindsay. It is good to be on here. It's nice to have a meeting that is much lower stakes than uh, the legal meetings we have. Uh, I can speak much more freely than with clients on the line. Uh, <laughs> as Lindsay said, I work with her at Thompson Hine and the, uh, the fund formation and new ventures group. Um, I'm a second ish year attorney Um, outside of doing legal things. I, uh, I have cerebral palsy and uh, because of that, I've sort of had to learn how to incorporate my wellness, both physically and mentally into my entire life to make sure I can sort of um, perform at my job as well as my regular everyday life. Um, The. The kind of broad overshot that cerebral palsy, the problem it causes is that regular tasks cause make me have to use more effort to do regular things. So because of that, I have to be conscious of sort of taking care of myself, not just if I want to work out, just sort of you know make it through the day, just you know uh, go grocery shopping, do whatever needs done, and to still be able to perform uh, with your high demands. <laughs>
0: And there are a lot of demands, there's a long list of demands. And so appreciate that background. So I kind of want to dive into that a little bit, because um, you're seeing it not necessarily from our startup perspective, where you're a founder, and you're saying, hey, I want to, you know, throw it all in and give it all to grow this business for you. It's, hey, how do I take care of myself so I can be a, a top performer? And so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you have to do in terms of self-care and taking care of you so that you can, in fact, you know, do all the things that our jobs demand, but then also, you know, live your best and highest life?
1: Yeah, I'd say the, the number one thing I have to do is not try to work all the time, which is strange. I think some type A people might get that. But uh, you get that nagging feeling that when you're sitting there and just trying to enjoy yourself, you're always thinking, I could be working. I could be taking care of task A, B, and C that need to be done. Um, So really what I have to do is sort of remember that there is professional me and personal me. And personal me makes professional me better. So the thing I really have to do is block time for me. um, And that can be working out that can be uh this is a this is a total uh sort of sin in the type a world but doing something like playing video games or just going for a walk something that makes makes me whole as a person versus as a professional um and then there's the basic things which is like sleep and nutrition and luckily we have trackers for those things now so you can sort of definitely hold yourself accountable versus lying to yourself saying hey i'm getting enough sleep and meanwhile, your tracker is screaming at you like, hey, you look like you're living in a dumpster. What's going on here?
0: Right. Isn't that funny? So um, knowing that you have a CP, mm-hmm. can you kind of talk to us about how you have to also, you know, constantly be doing and using certain parts of your your brain and taking care of you so that you don't, you know, lose some of the abilities to do what you might know normally just do every day
1: sure so i'll take a step back and sort of explain how my cp manifests itself and that'll sort of open up the broader picture so my cerebral palsy affects the right side of my body um so it's not lower half it's actually right side Uh, but it looks like it's my lower half because i have absolutely terrible balance um if you have ever watched me try to uh, walk around or after being pushed over it's not a not a great experience um so because of that, my left side wants to do everything, um, which if you're trying to just get through your day, it's great. But if you're trying to live a long life and not sort of over overburden parts of your body, you need to make sure the side that's affected still does work. So what I have to do is sort of consciously do things to use my weaker side to make sure it still gets activated and still gets work. Um, the downside of this, so to speak, is that working on your bad parts of your musculature abilities makes you... More tired. So I have to consciously make sure that after I do those things, I have to get the adequate rest. Um, And of course, there's the fun things that everyone loves, like stretching and uh, rehab massage and stuff like that. And while I hate doing it, I found that that just helps me sort of sustain for longer. Um, Sometimes we have
0: to slow down the speed up. Yeah, Um, Yeah. So Jake is being very humble right now because jake's like oh i have to do these like stretching and these things that are important and we all need to do those but um jake why don't you also tell us about your fitness regime and your jujitsu participation
1: um so i work out too much uh, so i've been told by my doctor and my trainer um i lift three to four days a week i do jujitsu two to three days a week um and then if you try to talk me into some kind of challenge i will probably attempt to do it uh even if I shouldn't, I've done Murph like three or four times. Um, and I actually walked Murph out of my wheelchair uh, the entire distance. Thank you. Um, I tore my meniscus doing it, but hey. I got it done. So that's fine. Um, so again, that's a lesson I've really learned this year is that I can't do all of those things. I have to pick what I can do um, and sort of otherwise, it's going to have very deleterious effects on my personal health. So I need to pick what I enjoy and sort of do the other things as I dabble. And for me, what I found is I enjoy weightlifting because uh, I guess I'm a meathead. uh, And I enjoy jujitsu because it's a good way to hang out with people. And it's a great stress reliever from dealing with uh, the joys of professional life.
0: Right. And so that is important, right? We We need those stress releases and those relievers. So talk to us a little bit about. Talk to us about what you do every day. Like, I know what you do because I talk to you five times a day, but tell everyone out there what you do and what the typical day might look like and the demands that it puts on you, not just mentally, it's it's hard to be a lawyer, but physically too.
1: Sure. So I wake up at just about 4.30 every morning. Uh, I get my electrolytes in and then I head to the gym and I usually work out for about 90 minutes if I'm weightlifting. Uh, I come back, I, if I do certain lifts there's certain stretches I have to do because certain parts of my body, get a little bit more agitated than others. Surprise, surprise. If I do legs lifts, leg lifts, uh, I have to stretch a lot more. Um, and then usually I sort of head to work. Uh, I try to get in at about eight 30 and I try to have my day planned out. I find that's really good for mental wellness to not be, not be hit with the fire hose. As soon as you walk in to at least have some sort of idea of what's going on, um, And then I have techniques I use at work. We can get into those to sort of help me get through the day. Um, And I try to get out of the office by 7 to 7.30. Um, And then I get home and I I have a major of not working at home policy. Now, that might be weird in the air of uh, remote work, but um, it's very, it's good for me to have a separation when I'm home. I know I have, unless there's some kind of fire that a client has started and things need taken care of, I know that I have my me time to sit and read. Uh, or to watch TV or watch sports uh, and then relax. And then I always, always, always uh, read before I go to bed. The sleep trackers have told me that my sleep quality literally doubles if I read for at least 30 minutes before I go to bed. Um, And I shoot for seven hours of sleep. But uh, as we all know, life gets in the way. Life does. Or in my case, uh, football on TV gets in the way, but we'll call that life.
0: Uh, It's still life. But I mean, I think it's important for everybody here out there, right? Like no matter what you know obstacles we have to face every single day it is about prioritizing our own health and making sure that we are setting ourselves up for success because if we don't i mean talk to us a little bit like if on a day where you haven't done the things that you just talked about what does that end up looking like for
1: oh, you it, it's bad it's it's uh train wreck is not <laughs> not an inapt metaphor um generally the problem is I can't focus because I know there are parts of my day that have been, uh, not fulfilled. Um, the stress relieving part that I talked about is huge. And then the, uh, just the general me time part is huge. I think we've all experienced burnout where it's just work, work, work all the time. Um, and I think the me time part is critical to that. And that sort of gets to my philosophy of getting up early and doing the fitness part. Very first thing in the day I have blocked in the me time immediately. Um, work no one's going to call me at 4 30 in the morning and if they do i'm probably going to ignore it as much as i love you lindsay uh if you call me at 4 30 i'm probably not going to answer if you call (laughs) me like three times at 4 30 i might answer but uh usually no um so then i just find myself behind the eight ball for the entire day and then i'm trying to move my schedule around to see if i can get the workout in after work which hardly ever happens because things always occur Um, and then i feel behind the eight ball the next day and it's just sort of a snowball effect um so it gets tough. And uh, something I forgot to mention that's been big for me probably the past year or so is meditation. Ten minutes. It's only ten minutes. So um, it's not like a, a giant part of my schedule. But I usually do it as soon as I get done working out. Um, and that definitely helps me. Um, at work, when stressful things come up, I can sort of, I know how to take a couple moments and recenter myself. As I've told to people, uh, meditation doesn't really make me a super happy person so to speak, I'm not, I'm not a unicorns and rainbows all day, but it helps me see, see when my thoughts are going in a, in a direction that is not good and not as in like super negative, but as in, am I, am I stressing over this to a degree that is not needed? Uh, Or am I, is my, am I spinning in a turbo direction that is too fast for what the situation is warranting? Um, I think that that can be helpful for everyone. There can be other ways to do it. Meditation works for me, but I think that helps a lot.
0: Yeah. So, um, talk to us about kind of how you think about wellness and how it aligns with your goals because what I'm hearing here is a lot of you've thought a lot about longevity yes. because if you go too fast, too hard, too soon, you're gonna not be able to accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish. So let's talk about let's talk about your goals on a professional level. like what is it that you're is driving you and what do you have to think about every day when Like all of us, you know, we want to run harder, go faster, do more, work more hours, build more time, be the best.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, It's the type A curse, I guess. Um, Yeah, 100%. So if you want to get very specific, my goal is to be by a professional sports team one day. Uh, And that is a moonshot goal that um, the process is more fun than the actual achieving of the goal. Um, But uh, professionally, I just want to continue practicing in the area of new ventures and venture capital as long as possible hopefully help venture capital in Ohio grow to a, a great degree. Um, but that is a long-term goal. And to achieve anything long-term, you have to do do it for a long time. And uh, the foundation of anything long-term, the base of that pyramid is your physical health. Uh, there's that cliche that health is wealth. Uh, and as I'm getting older, as I say that at 34 years old, uh, I'm oh, realizing that more and more. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think Health is key, and it's not just—it's kind of a, a physical and mental thing, and they intertwine. Um, you do too much of your physical health, and you might not—you know—you might not end your mindset correct. And the more and more I'm sitting and watching professionally, I'm learning that mindset is a great determinant of success because you're going to have struggles, and you need to know how to frame them correctly in your head. Uh, not necessarily lie to yourself like unicorns and rainbows, like I said, but at least you know. This is a challenge. take a deep breath and keep powering for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just nice to be healthy all the time. Um, you see people that have been professionally successful and they have clearly sacrificed their their health. So say we hit our goals, both you and I, what's the point of hitting those goals if we hit them and we are only able to enjoy them for two or three years because we are so uh, compromise physically
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's a it's all about a balance. And uh, I was kindly reminded that of that yesterday actually. So I saw my um, my massage therapist, and she was like, You are not in a good place. And she was like, Talk to me about what's been going on, right? So I told her, like, workload, travel, stress, all of these things. And she was like, You need to find time more time for you. And it was sort of one of those nice reminders, and it's sort of what I'm hearing now too about longevity and how do we think about the long ball game because I mean in your day to day like how many stressors do you encounter?
1: Uh at least hundred. Um I mean really. And honestly again that's where meditation and experience has helped. I can prioritize is this a actual important stressor or is this a is this something I can I can swallow and deal with and not have to have it drive my day? Um, but yeah it's you need you need non-stressful time and i think me time is a great time of non-stressful time um it doesn't mean being a vegetable and doing nothing but you need non-work time
0: yeah totally agree so let's talk a little bit about maybe you're overdoing it on the physical side and how have you learned to deal with that
1: so uh like I said, I'm a meathead and my general philosophy is if it's not going well, do it harder. Uh, Same. <laughs> which, yes. Uh, do it. So this really <laughs> manifested itself about two months ago. I went in my doctor um, and I was like, hey, you know, I need a, I haven't done a blood draw in a while. Um, I haven't done a DEXA scan in a while. For those that don't know, a DEXA scan is it does, basically says how much body fat you have and how much lean mass you have. And I will admit that I am a vain person. So uh, I like to know how much body fat I have um, too much. If anyone wants to pass. Oh. Uh, so I oh, got angry. those done. I got those done. And my testosterone level was basically almost as low as medically acceptable to the point where uh, I was allowed to be on replacement therapy, which is something that you hit when you're like 45, not mm-hmm. 34. Uh, and I had actually Despite working out like a madman, I had lost seven pounds of lean mass and gained a pound of fat all around the midsection, which is a sign of uh, pre-diabetes. Oh. Um, yes, well, it was very comforting <laughs> to learn this. Um, now, the interesting thing is my diet and is very good, according to both me. Uh, of course, I think my diet's good. My doctor agrees my diet is good. Um,
0: and your trainer does, too, for the most part. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, my trainer does as well. Um, Mike Catherwood, he's great. Um, so... So we of sat down and figured out what was going on. And it turns out um, I was simply doing too much um, weightlifting, doing jujitsu um, and trying to row a million meters in a calendar year. Uh, will just do too much on your body. It turns out. Uh, so I just sit down and sort of prioritize what is important to me. Um, and this, this resulted in uh, for conditioning purposes, only doing the rower like twice a week and doing it in more like sprint style, which means I'm only on there for like 15 minutes. Um, And then weightlifting, shorter sessions, and then uh, just making sure I get rest. That means closing the laptop and stopping trying to be the world's most elite attorney. Um, And in a six-week period, my testosterone went back to normal. Um, I'd like it to be higher just so I can continue being a meathead, like I said. Uh, And my other blood markers went back to normal. Um, And I gained two and a half pounds of lean muscle in six weeks, which is a nice,
0: it's high yeah.
1: for my age, so I'd like to keep that up, but I don't think it will happen. Um, so yeah, if you have any scientific evidence of uh, harder and more is not better, that is a great way. And should I mention, I can now, uh, I'm no longer tired all the time. Just by getting the same amount of sleep, um, I feel much better. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I'm sure I'm still a total hassle to deal with, but uh, mm-hmm. I feel much better.
0: No, you're just just—you're just spirited. Thank you. Spirited. Uh- <laughs> So, okay, so I I want everyone to kind of take away that message, like, that we just heard there, like, more and harder is not always better, you know, just because, you know, we have, it has been beaten into us in culture, like, work out more, you know, do this more, push more, go to work more, 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 more. And it's, it was actually doing a detriment to your health overall. And when yes. you reset your priorities and you realigned yourself and said, hey, maybe I need to do less, you know, balls to the wall type of activities, you had a market improvement in a six-week period. And I would tell you, you know, you, you probably feel not just that you're sleeping better, but you probably feel that you're thinking more clearly. How yeah. do you feel it's impacted you on the work side?
1: Uh, it's been great. Yeah. Um... Particularly, I'm not as uh, short-tempered with client demands. We'll just say that. Um, Not to them. I love clients, but there are times.
0: I love all of you.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, And I think I can think through more complex issues much quicker instead of having to call you and be like, hey, what's going on? Um, I'm sure you can reflect that. Um, Something I want to speak on here that I think particularly (laughs) entrepreneurs and attorneys and people in high power roles struggle with is uh, they don't leave any time for reflection. It's just work, work, work all the time. And I think while you may make progress, slow and steady progress, um, you can make some bigger leaps by giving yourself a block of time to sort of sit and think and reflect on the bigger picture of what you're doing professionally. Um, Maybe if it's 30 minutes once a week. Several people I've spoken to, uh, good associates of mine, they've made a habit of this, and it's turned out very well. Because um, you sort of get lost in the, much like the fitness thing, you sort of get lost in that. Just work more, do it harder. Yeah. I, I think even if you take thirty minutes, you can be like, oh, if I turn the ship one degree this direction, so to speak, I can make my life a lot easier and still make progress. Mm-hmm. But I think physical and professional success are essentially this same tools just applied slightly differently will get you the same amount of success
0: it's amazing no i love that and it's it is true and i love the concept of like taking the time to reflect i think we do need to take the time to reflect on the things that have gone really well but we need to be honest with ourselves what didn't go well and how do we correct that thing because look all of us uh a A, A personalities right like we don't like to admit that maybe we're not doing something the best that we could do right and that's hard for us to drink in and then correct and then correct consistently so I think that that's you know really uh really a great takeaway and then I think you know just like the downtime taking that and 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 just having that moment because I, I will say regularly like doing nothing is very much doing something. And it's not that you're actually doing nothing. You're allowing your brain, body, soul, spirit, whatever to kind of realign itself instead of pushing a pace that it just can't go to. And I think the other thing to do is to sort of uh, celebrate the victories (laughs) when we have them, right? Because, um, you know, when when we're working on a deal and it's real chaotic and the client demands are high and the other side is a jerk and all of those things and, and it's over, it's important to step back and say, We did it. Like, good for us. Like, let's have a, you know, beverage or a meal or a moment or whatever. And I think those yeah. things are important to do.
1: Right. You need to have, I'm a big fan of what's called intentional downtime. Uh-huh. Some people treat their downtime as just sitting and say, browsing Reddit for 45 minutes. Now, you do that every once in a while. That's fine. Or doom scrolling. That's fine. But I think, I don't know. I think find hobbies you really enjoy and intentionally do those. I don't think doom scrolling is particularly anyone's hobby. I think it's just a filler. So -hmm. when I'm talking about downtime, I'm like, um, say having a weekend hobby, like a social club or going to Bengals games like me uh, or something like that. Um, Make the downtime intentional. I think it'll make you happier. Even if it's like volunteering, volunteering at say the animal shelter, that's a great thing. Uh, it's more fulfilling, and I think you'll get more out of it than just uh, watching uh, the partner track on Netflix.
0: Yeah, I, I feel that, right? And actually, courtesy of, of you, I finished recently The Comfort Crisis. It was a book that um, Jake suggested that I read. And one of the things it talks about is how we try to like numb our brains because we're not comfortable in the silence. So We try to numb our brains by just that doomsday scrolling. And that's not actually being helpful. Right. It's actually the opposite of that statistically is what the studies are showing. So it's important to be intentional about the downtime that actually brings us joy and brings us uh, a space and grace for our mindset, our soul, our health, all of those good things.
1: Right. Oh, and this reminds me of another aspect of wellness, social wellness. I feel like it is definitely hurting with the work from home movement. I'm a fan of working from home, but I feel like if you don't watch it, you can get too isolated. Um, The fact you can have everything delivered um, and you can only do zoom meetings. This is a nice one, but only do those. And uh, basically never see your friends except for on social media can be bad. I think you need to make an effort to interact with people, see people, go to dinner. Um, It's kind of the third, the third part of wellness. I would say we are social animals after all. There's a reason solitary confinement is like the ultimate punishment when you're in jail.
0: That is true. That is true because the mind uh, is a dangerous place when left unattended.
1: And yes, uh, especially mine, so to speak. So uh...
0: Same, same. Uh, that's why COVID was such a treat for people like you and I, who are typically more social creatures.
1: <laughs> yes, as someone who hasn't left his apartment in three days because he's been uh, on death's door, so to speak. Uh, this is a nice yeah. Zoom to have, we'll say that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's nice to kind of socialize and and, uh, and for anyone. Right. But I think that is important. Right. Making social time to it's healthy. Right. Like overall, we're talking about like being healthy. You cannot be the greatest you. You can't hit that per track by that sports team, you know, be in the front office of a of a football team or an organization. You know, I, I met with someone yesterday who that's what their goal is. Like you can't do that unless you're out there and being social and meeting with folks. But you have to do that in a way that you're also taking care of you each and every day. Because if you're not here to continue to do the things what does it all
1: matter right and i mean professionally particularly as an entrepreneur or a lawyer people are leaning on you to get things done and how are you going to do that if you're not being the best you um there's like that idea of the startup of you um if you saw a startup treating yourself or treating themselves as badly as some people treat themselves would you invest in that company no so would you want someone to rely on somebody that treats themselves that badly for services? No. Um, and it takes a, it takes a discipline to, to sort of wind down and get rest, but you have to do it. Uh, there's a good book coming out by Ryan holiday called discipline is destiny. Mm -hmm. Um, and that sort of ties into that.
0: But it is true. I mean, the more disciplined we live our lives, the the happier we are. And I'm not talking like about a, rigidity that creates like some sort of chaos in your world. I'm talking about like consistency, accountability, dedication. You generally see the three of this entire podcast, you know, it's all, of it's all of those things and doing something consistently and hopefully well. So why don't you give us um, one piece of advice that you wish you would have had even five years ago in your career? that you have now related to wellness and being the best you?
1: Um, I'll give two, they intertwined into one, but they're two. So I'm gonna Correct. break the rules here. Um, momentum is literally the most powerful force when it comes to wellness. Um, just do a little bit each day to contribute to your wellness. That means um, say you're beginning, we're gonna, we'll go with the archetypal wellness of trying to lose weight. Say you're beginning the process of trying to lose weight. Um, A lot of people will make changes too quickly and say, I'm going to only eat right and I'm only going to eat healthy foods and I'm only going to eat this much and I'm going to start working out every day. Um, And they do too much and they fail after like five minutes. Um, So start with one thing. Maybe it's I'm going to weigh my food for a week. Um, Just keep that up. And then as long as you, even if you don't go to the gym, as long as you do the weigh the food part, you've made a little progress and that momentum keeps going do that to any part of wellness say i'm going to prioritize sleep get at least seven hours and you just keep the momentum going of doing that Um, and then if you break it for a day you just make sure you get it the next day now to tie into that you still need moderation with your momentum don't make your momentum goals i'm going to squat the entire gym every day Um, it needs to be something like i'm going to physically move every day Um, this requires some discipline being honest with yourself but uh, you know, it's the it's the momentum of physical movement more than anything. Um, so that's what I would say. Momentum and discipline are the keys to wellness.
0: Momentum, moderation, and discipline. I love it. Well, Jay, thank you for uh, participating in this today and sharing your thoughts with us because I do think uh, you are truly inspirational. I know I've never told you this and now you're gonna make you feel awkward and uncomfortable on this podcast, but you really uh-huh. serve as an inspiration to me each and every day and a reminder like hey we all you know have different buckets of struggles that we have to face but like don't let that get in our way and keep you know pushing forward and be the best us that we can be and yeah. whatever that means we should do so i am grateful for that and i'm grateful for you and thank you for being on this podcast i really appreciate that
1: thank you for having me i will say that you have over- overcome much more than i have uh so you are also an inspiration um and you've shared much more than i have so perhaps one day i'll be on your level to where i can impact more people oh
0: well i appreciate that so uh well with that everyone out there thank you for joining and as always don't just be bold be bolder